Dairy Gold Agribusiness for quality feed, expert service and support you can trust. Welcome to our programme. I'm John O'Connor. Coming up, a review of the 2019 National Ploughing Championships. But our top story. In advance of today, Saturday's reconvened beef talks, beef plans, Helen O'Sullivan is looking forward to a positive outcome. Helen, you are now a registered beef producer group. Thank you, John. Yes, that's right. Um, it was announced just there recently that we are now uh, a registered um, producer organisation. So what that means now is that we can effectively talk about price, um, the price of cattle. And we're actually, we're the first in Ireland to, to have this status. So I think going forward, um, it'll give us good strength and power to be able to uh, work for the farmer um, on behalf of prices. And I think that's very important. The Minister for Agriculture has announced, Minister Michael Creed has announced uh, this evening, Friday, on the 13th of September, that he is convening talks on Saturday morning, tomorrow, Saturday morning, 14th of September, with a view to finding an urgent solution to the current dispute. So what would some of the key red lines be regarding tomorrow, Saturday morning's uh, meeting that the beef uh, plan movement would have to have satisfied? Well, the key thing we would be looking for here at these talks uh, tomorrow morning would be a price rise. I think it's imperative that we get that, um, as you know, cattle are back 200 euros per head uh, than this time last year. So that's an awful lot of money to be down. Um, so that would have to be number one. Number two would be all these anti-competitive practices, such as the 30-month age limit, uh, the 16-month and so on. The four-movement rule is another one. Uh, the 70-day on-farm residency is another one that would have to be removed. And also there's a 125-kilometre um distance limit on Ossel. So I think that's another thing that would have to be removed as well and possibly become nationalised because there's only one person that has that licence. So that's putting a lot of restriction on certain other factories. So I would hope that tomorrow we'll get a good result for both the farmer and for the factory, for everyone, because you know things cannot go on the way they're going. Farmers have been through enough now at this stage and I think it's time that there was a bit of respect shown to the farmer. Your concerns over the number of people who have been temporarily laid off, the thousands of people, around 3,000 and possibly more. So I'm sure, Helen, you would like to take this opportunity of commiserating with anyone who has lost their job temporarily or otherwise as a result of the beef price controversy. It's not nice to hear of anyone losing their jobs. Um, you know, I sympathise. I also empathise with these people. Um, you know, I suppose if you look at the kind of bigger picture here, without the farmer, these people would be let go permanently. So I think it's very important now that the farmers looked after. These staff are temporarily let go. I know a lot of them are being flown back to Poland and to England to work in different factories. And I've heard also that they have been moved to the north to work in factories up there. So, um, you know, unfortunately, the farmer has to stay where he is and he has to earn a living from where he is. So I think it's time now that things change and the the price comes up for the farmers' cattle and that also that the conditions for the workers in the factories, that they improve also. So I suppose the farmer being the main customer of the factory, uh, they're keeping a lot of people going. They're keeping the factory workers going. They're keeping the local contractor going, the local businesses, you know, local co-ops and all the merchants. So they're a very important part of rural Ireland and I've said this on numerous occasions, um, you know, I suppose when the building boom went back back along, it was the farmer held the country together, you know, uh, building slatted sheds, reclaiming, digger work, etc. 
So it's very important now, I think, that the farmers looked after. And if the farmers looked after, the farmer will keep an awful lot of people in employment. Will retailers be present at tomorrow morning's meeting, to your knowledge, the beef meeting? From now, they won't be at the talk. Now, this could change before morning. It would be great if they did come to the talks because I feel they're an important part of the talks. The factories are always saying that the retailer is looking for the spec, you know, for the 30 month and the four movement rule, etc. So I think it'd be very important for them to be there. Um, you know, protests have started outside Mosgraves and different outlets to encourage them to come to the table for talks. So I, it would be great if they would turn up. I think they're a vital part of this problem. Uh, so it would be great for them to be there to clarify if they need all these specs, i.e. the 30-month age limit and the four-moment rule, etc. You are going into tomorrow morning's talks in the hope that a just and equitable result uh, will be achieved. You're going into the talks optimistic, ready to negotiate, but there are certain red lines which you demand, but at the same time, you're going into the talks, willing to give the talks a chance, recognising the terrible damage that's being done to farm families, farm incomes, people being laid off, and overall, the national export plan, as you said there, back when the financial crash came well over 10 years ago, when the country was on its knees, we had 9 or 10 billion euro worth of agri-exports, and that really saved the country. But I suppose you're going in tomorrow morning in a very positive frame of mind, even if there aren't retailers present. There all has to be give and take on both sides, and we are going to these talks tomorrow very positive because we want a result. And we want results for everyone here, and especially the farmers, because I feel that the farmers have been pushed down the whole time and they haven't got much respect for the last number of years. These are the primary producers. They work the hardest, uh, you know, and they're getting paid the le- less, least amount of money. So, you know, I would hope very much for a positive result tomorrow. Um, you know, again, we want to keep the country going. We want to keep these people that are temporarily laid off in their jobs. We want to keep rural Ireland open for business. So um, if things go on the way they're going on, the farmer won't be there because they can't afford to be there. They're on their knees. They can't pay their bills. So it's very simple. I think, you know, give the farmer a fair price for their cattle. That's all they're looking for. We've heard of the millions that the factories are making. You know, there is money to be made in beef, but it just needs to be shared around. And also for the factory workers that are working there, they want to get on with their lives as well. Um, You know, so, you know, let them get back to their jobs. Let the farmers get back to their jobs. And, you know, let everyone just get a fair deal here tomorrow. That's what we're looking for. Thank you very much indeed for taking our call at short notice. Miss Helen O'Sullivan, Secretary Cork Branch of the Beef Plan Movement. Thank you, John. The IFA has issued a statement on Friday, September 13th, 2019, regarding the IFA's position on 30-month specification. The IFA President, Joe Healy, in the statement of 13th of September, has clarified the IFA position on the 30-month age rule and other criteria applied by factories for farmers to receive a 12 cents a kg in-spec bonus payment. Joe Healy said in the statement, the IFA position has always been that all prime cattle from quality-assured herds should receive a QA bonus with no other additional specification or criteria such as the 30-month age limit. He said the IFA had put this position very strongly to Minister Creed and the factories at the beef talks. Along with membership of the QA scheme, the 30-month requirement is one of four other criteria applied by factories to qualify for the 12 cent per kg in-spec bonus payment. These additional criteria are 
animals under 30 months of age, maximum four farm residencies, 70-day residency prior to slaughter, grades of O equal or better, and between 2 plus and 4 equal fat score. The IFA statement of 13th goes on to say, to justify these specs, the meat factories have stated that there are demands by other countries and by some retailers for this spec, particularly in the UK. This position, the IFA statement points out, has been supported by Board Bia and the Department of Agriculture. The 30-month rule has its origins in the BSE mad cow crisis. Time has moved on and there is no longer any veterinary basis for the rule, the IFA statement claims. However, some countries and some UK retailers continue to have it as a requirement. The IFA statement says if we want to supply these markets, we have to meet their specifications. As part of the original agreement in Backweston on August 21st, it was agreed that an in-depth review of market and customer criteria in relation to the four-spec in-spec bonus criteria would be carried out, end of quote. This position, the IFA statement claims, was accepted by all the farmers' representatives present on the night and on the basis that we needed to understand the full consequences for Irish cattle prices and market access of removing or adjusting any or all of the four specifications. The IFA National Council and National Livestock Committee met this week and supported the in-depth review agreed with Minister Michael Creed. They made it clear that if the review shows that these specifications are not justified, then they should be removed. The concluding paragraph of the IFA statement of Friday 13th of September reads, The IFA president said throughout this beef crisis, farmers have been fed a huge amount of false and misleading information. This, he contended, had raised completely unrealistic expectations. It was contended too, in the IFA statement, there had been a lot of talk about, quote, leadership during this crisis. Leadership, the statement concludes, is about more than just telling people what they want to hear. And that was the gist of an IFA statement issued on Friday, September 13th, 2019, confirming the IFA position on the 30-month specification question. Joining us on the Dairy Gold Farm Talk programme, Mr Dave Mulcahy, Secretary, Cork East Ploughing Association and Director of the Board of MPA, the National Ploughing Association. Dave, welcome to the programme. Now, a preview of the 2019 National Ploughing Championships taking place on the 17th, 18th and 19th of September 2019. Getting there, three different sets of directions, I believe. That's correct, John. It's three days away from the National Ploughing, and I suppose with the weather being the way it is and the way that everything is planning out, everything is looking forward and everything looks good towards a fantastic National Ploughing 2019 Balna Fenna County Carlo. 17, 18 to 19 exclusive in uh, Balna Everyone is looking forward to it. Uh, the site is in fantastic order. Um, I was on to the head office yesterday evening and they're all very much excited. The office is moving over um, tomorrow. They move from the national headquarters in Fallamore over to the site in Carlow and um, they set up shop there for the week. And um, the conditions are 
Excellent. They just it's just we falling together at a fantastic time. The forecast for next week is excellent. Um, so you know, I suppose we're all looking forward to it. It's uh, as other reporters would have said on the program today. It's our national finals. It's our national championships. The winners overalls will be all Ireland champions. The senior championships. And the senior winners of the plowing will go forward to Russia 2020, where the World Championships will be held. So I suppose the main thing I want to speak about this morning is the traffic routes. Um, we have three routes that we norm we normally speak about the blue route and the brown route. This year we have three routes. We've got the blue, the blue route, which is the Munster and the Cork traffic. The brown route, which would be from Limerick and we'll say North Kerry. And the yellow route then would be East Cork into West Waterford. So it was the blue tra- the blue tra- uh, route first would be the traffic um, heading northbound on the M8. There will exit at Junction 4 in Orlingford. Traffic then will proceed to Johnstown and uh, into Doro via the R639. At Doro, the, po- the traffic will turn right out the Ballyragot via the N77 and continue into Kilkenny. Um, inside Kilkenny City, the, at the Herburn roundabout, the traffic turns left and out on the M9 onto the Dublin Carlow Road. Um, and it'll um, come out at Junction 8, which is the, um, the Dublin M9 Dublin Carlow. Continue up along the M9 in John until they come to exit um, for exit at Junction 6, which is Powerstown. They continue on the the old Kinney Road, the R four four eight, turning right at Milford Cross. Uh, Milford Cross is about, I suppose, maybe two miles outside Carlow Town, and uh, they'll turn there. There's a cement factory there on the right hand side, and they'll turn right there over, to, and they'll head for the um, the Fighting Cocks. I have spoken in previous um, programs about the Fighting Cocks and the G and the pub that's there. So they'll turn right at Milford Cross. They'll go over then onto the N eighty where they'll. Um, Turn right at the N80 at the Fighting Cocks. Just they'll go down maybe about 150 meters. Turn right again at the just below the pub at the Fighting Cocks into the Blue Car Park, and then they will be parking there left and right of the road, and they have to walk down down a kind of a valley into a into a bit of a dip in the field and up into the bottom of the Trade Sand field where they'll be coming in at Gate 13 and Gate 14. Then the brown route is the Limerick traffic and North Kerry traffic. That will travel northbound again on the M7 and it will exit at Junction 21, which is for Boris Nostri. Traffic then will proceed into Balakala in Leash via the R434. At the traffic lights inside in the middle of Balakala, the traffic will turn right and it will head down towards Abbey, Abbey Leaks. And every leaks, the traffic will continue straight through and on the Carla Road via the R four three north and out towards the Swan. The Swan would be south of Rahaneska where the plowing would have been three years ago. So people of that area would be familiar of that area. Um and it'll continue on to Newtown Cross. At Newtown Cross the traffic will take Immediate left and then immediate right. It's the two roads on all but across one another and it'll continue on for um, at Fleming's public house in Newtown, signposted for Carlow. At Molly's Cross at Torrelton, the traffic will turn right onto the R431 signpost of Castle Comer. It'll continue down the Castle Comer Road, turning left on for a signpost for Rossmore. And traffic through Belnabrana towards Milford. The T junction at Milford Lock, the traffic will turn right, signposted for Lachlan Bridge. 
heading straight to T-junction with the R448 on the old Carlo Kilkenny Road opposite the garden centre. The traffic then will turn left at Lachlan Bridge and turn right onto the R705 signpost at Lachlan Bridge. Again, you'll go head over by the Bang the Lord Bang Little Hotel and on the Toller Road and it'll um you're heading towards Norney and into the Brown Car Park in on your right hand side. Again, follow the the route as we had explained earlier on to turn off and uh, other previous um programmes, to turn off the satinels. It is signposted for the brown route. We have the brown dog or the brown pig or brown elephant. Make sure when you're leaving the car parks, you know which car park it was. You could be in the designated brown car park, but you will need to know whether you're inside in the brown dog or the brown cat or whether the brown pig or whatever it was. It will be there will be a sign on the exit welcome you to the car park. So just to keep note of that, even if you have a boiler and write it down on the back of your hand, brown pig or brown dog or brown cat or whatever it is, it is a help. So I think, Dave, we might just repeat that again because there are always cases of people who just can't believe it, but they haven't a clue as to where their vehicle is. They yeah. think they're being guided by the colour, but they don't have the animal symbol. You have a colour, you have a colour, you, you have the blue car park, the brown car park, the green car park, whatever it is. But there's also within that, you could have a green dog or a blue cat or a pink elephant or whatever it is. Just if you have a boiler on your hand or in your pocket and just write in the back of your hand, pink elephant or blue cat or whatever it is, that if you are getting disorientated in the evening, you must remember, lads, we are in a field of approximately 183 or 84 acres. If you continue down further, you're into the ploughing ground, which is 185 and a half acres. So there's an awful lot of land. It's very easy to get disorientated. We have had cases in previous years of people getting lost. And at 8 or 9 o'clock at night, there's a search party out looking for this elderly man or this elderly lady or this young child. And if you write down in the back of the hand, blue car park or pink elephant or blue dog or whatever it is, there will be a sign and come outside of the as you exit the car park to where you come to the huts where you'll pay your entry fee. There is always a sign there. So just write that down, keep a note of it, and at least if there is if you have misfortune during the day, you know where to head back for. Now to continue back to the traffic routes, I just want to mention the yellow route, which would be the East Cork traffic or West Waterford traffic. That traffic will head um east over Yall Bridge, down through Dungarvan, into the Toll Bridge in Waterford. Just after Waterford City, it'll turn left up the M9 for Dublin or Carlow, and you'll, you'll exit at Junction 9, which is for Dainsworth. Then the traffic heads on for Binnis Bridge up into Gorn. It, inside, just as it goes into Gorn, it'll be diverted right towards Gores Bridge, that'll be the R702. The traffic will tr will uh, continue through Gores Bridge onto Boris, turning left at Cavanagh's Pub, which is next door. The machinery lads would know where Kelly's of Boris is. You'll be turning down left at, just before Kelly's of Boris, heading up for Gary Hill or the Fenner Road. The traffic will continue into Fenner, and it'll just, as, as it approaches Fenner, it'll veer right up the yellow route. You'll be coming in the southern side of the of the site, and that is where the ploughing is. The ploughing is at the southern side of the site this year. It's um, the yellow car park and the grey car park are adjacent to the, the ploughing site. So the grey car park is your Wexford or South East traffic. Your yellow car park is your East Cork, Waterford, uh, South Kilkenny, that traffic. 
and the blue traffic is your Cork or your Munster, your we'd say East Kerry traffic, and Limerick then would be the brown route, and that also contain Clare and um, North Kerry. So they are kind of the routes. Um, again, we will appeal to you. It is on this week's Farmers Journal. It's on this week's Irish Examiner. It's it's been flagged on several different other papers, and um, the whole thing of it is turn off the set nerves, go by the routes. The garden plan is in place. If you have, if you want to check it online, if you just forgot something that I have said or didn't catch everything that I said, it is go to uh, www.npa.ie, www.garda.ie. The traffic plans are all explained on there, the different colour codes and all that. And again, as I said to you, exiting the car parks, you will have your pink elephant or your blue cat or your brown dog or whatever. Just if you have a boy or a marker, if you have young kids with you, small people, just write on the back of their hand. At least if there's something happens during the day, they can be brought to a designated area or whatever, and they will know that, okay, your parents are from... We'll say West Galway or whatever, they'll know by which car park you came out of. It's a rough idea of where them people are from and how to how to relocate yourself with uh, with your parents or, or with your siblings or whatever whatever happens. And again, of course we know the evenings they're drawing in now, it's getting darker earlier. That's correct. And uh, very important to have the colour and the animal symbol. Yeah, just just for ease, just for ease of of uh, just in case like we're not saying that there's gonna be misfortune, but if, if the unfortunate case happens that there is something goes wrong, that you know where you came out of or that you, that you don't get disorientated. Because there's no, no point in saying otherwise, lads. It is a big site. It's a huge field. You can get disorientated north, south, east, west. If it's a cloudy day, you won't have a clue. If it's a sunny day, look, the, the all the forecasts are saying that the forecast is fantastic. As we said years ago, an ice cream plowing is what we're expecting. And um, so, like... If the sun is in the air, we'll have some idea where North, South, East, West is. If it's a cloudy day, we won't have a clue. So, like, just for people that are not familiar with the area. That's great. And we're speaking to Mr. Dave Mulcahy, Secretary Cork East Ploughing Association and Director of the Board of MPA, the National Ploughing Association. Well, Dave, thank you for those directions, those three different sets of directions, getting there, we might say. Now, turning to the individual members of the Cork East team competing at the National Ploughing Championships. I think you have a long list there of the individual team members representing East Cork. Yes, both John and you, as you said, like it's a fantastic occasion to win a local ploughing match. It's a great occasion to come along to represent your county at a national competition, and it's even a better occasion when you win it. Um, there's no doubt we've in our list that we have several champions from down through the years, and um, it's it's as I said again, it's a fantastic occasion to get there, and it's even a better occasion. So we we'll wish the best to look to all the members of both Cork East and Cork West going forward. But I just on particular the members of the Cork East team this year will be led by in the intermediate conventional class Michael Lynn and Carrie Tool in the junior conventional Billy Tarrant or Bantier and Michael Hannon of Fremont or Kilburn Plowing. The under twenty eight conventional, King Your Hand of Bellyfield. The novice conventional, Orla Hayes, 
from the Kilburn Club is going for the first time. So we want to wish Orla the very best look. She'll be very promising, and we know for uh, that she will um, do the fantastic. Uh, she'll be of um, good plowing household. So we know that Orla, and we wish her the best of luck in that. In the intermediate reversible, Paddy Harrington at Bellyfield, the three for her open, conventional Jim Barrett of Watergrass Hill, the two for her mounted, Phelan Cotter of Two Pot House, the single for her vintage, Trevor Fleming of Gothrow Plowing. And in the scene of horse, you have JJ Delaney. Again, in the special horse, you have Jeremiah Delaney. In the Makra, in the conventional, you in Imo Killy, representing them is Stephen O'Connell from Killamakra. And in Avenue, you have Dave Murphy from Banty Makra. So that's the East Cork team. We wish them the best of luck, and no doubt there'll be several lads coming back from that list that I have just read out that will be medal holders come next Thursday evening. So it, we know that we have some very talented um, plowmen and plow ladies within that group, so it'll be excellent. Now also on Tuesday morning, the Irish Five Nations team will plow in Stubble, and I want to wish the very best of luck in the conventional class, Kieran Coakley from West Cork. Kieran is a fantastic um, plowman, well known throughout the country, nationally and even internationally, and he's jaw. George Coakley, his brother, would be highly recognised both at local level, international level and world level. So Kieran will be ploughing in the conventional and in the reversible Five Nations, Gary Ireland from Dainsworth and Kilkenny. So we want to wish the two lads the very best look. We know that they're ploughing for Five Nations and they will do their utmost. And um, that's it. God's bleed plough and we'll see you all in Carlow Tuesday morning bright and early. We ought to mention, when we think of uh, Cork ploughing and people from Cork who've achieved uh, national honours, recognition at national level, be it the national chairperson of the Ploughing Association or whatever. So to mention uh, Mr Dennis Kyohan and to recall the two very important years he has served. Yeah, I suppose that's true. I suppose um, this is Dennis's um, third year and his final year as chairman of the National Ploughing Association. He's had two good years uh, put down... Um, both years in Tullamore. Um, then from Benlascarte would be well known throughout the country for ploughing and he would be one of the top men in West Cork. Uh, Din has been a director for West Cork since the early 90s and he has worked his way Usually you see always see Dennis on the roads. He's road captain for many years, directing traffic and getting people home, getting him in, getting him into the field first, safely, and then getting them home safely. Um, through the Gardaí and everything, he'd be highly recognised and he'd be highly, very highly respected through the top ranks of the Gardaí when it comes to the traffic plans and everything for the international blowing. So um, Din is on his third year. He this is his third national championship as uh, chairman, and um, we just I suppose he's done a fantastic job in the previous two um, no pressure didn't like it but uh, make sure that this one goes right like <laughs> of course yeah and we we can't of course uh, forget the main person behind all of this we have the NPA National Ploughing Association Managing Director Miss Anna May McEwen the whole lot is as you said Anna May is behind it uh, when it comes to Tuesday morning, she let the president, um, President Michael Higgins, and his wife Sabina. She knows that she's going to be meeting him at we'll say for argument's sake, half a stone or what quarter ten, whatever time it is. She has a fantastic head. Long may she endure with good health, and um, long may she continue to be at the helm. Thank you very much indeed, Dave, Mister Dave Mulcahy.
Secretary Cork East Ploughing Association and also Directors of the Board of NPA, the National Ploughing Association. Thank you, John. Joining us on the Dairy Gold uh, Farm Talk programme, Mr Richard White, PRO for the Cork West Ploughing Association. Richard, welcome to the programme. You have the names of the Cork West team competing at the National Ploughing Championships in Carlo on the 17th to 19th of September 2019, inclusive. So, Richard, uh, the team, and of course, we wish them all the very best. Yeah, uh, thank you very much, John, and uh, our, our team for Carlo next week is as follows. In the senior conventional, John Murphy, the inter- intermediate conventional, uh, Jim Grace and Johnny O'Donovan. The ladies class, Ellen Nyan. On the 28th conventional, George Kirby. On the 21 conventional, James O'Sullivan. Uh, senior reversible, Lee Modriscoll, George Coakley and Michael Witchley. The under-28 reversible, Conroe Farrell and Florence Witchley. Uh, standard reversible, Padraig Welsh. Three for a conventional, John Cuhan. The mock class, uh, Cabaret Region, David Welsh and Muscry Region, Dennis Cooper. The novice conventional, Niall O'Driscoll. The novice reversible, Michael Witchley. The senior hydraulic vintage, Dennis Cummins. Trailer Vintage, John Wolf, uh, Single for a Gordon Jennings, the Special Horse Class, uh, Tim Lawler, and the Under 40 Horse Class is uh, Shane McCarthy. And I suppose a very notable absentee there from our team is uh, John O'Donovan, our senior hospitalman. He has recently been discharged from hospital and um, he will not be travelling to Carlo. So we wish him a speedy recovery and hope to see him back on the plowing fields in the near future. He's, he has been a member of the Cork team. Um, continuously for quite a large number of years. So we wish him a speedy recovery. Um, I'd like to thank our sponsor, Michael Ryan of Ryan Oil, uh, for providing the team with a set of jackets and also a very generous cash contribution to help cover the travel and transport expenses. And I'd like to thank the Bandit Club and its officers for their work in organising and funding the transport of the team and thank the many lorry owners for their help and support and anybody else who helped out in any way with the uh, organising of the team and sending it to Carlo. So I wish them well on their journey uh, as a, a team of 22. It's quite a large team, and I wish them all the very best luck uh, at Con Carlo. And I understand, by all accounts, uh, the site at Carlo, it's a very good site, uh, pretty large fields. Uh, it is, yes. Uh, the, the plowing field is practically all in the, the three days, practically all in the one field, quite a large field, and I think a very very accessible and very easy to find. I think on other occasions uh, you've had to travel quite a distance uh, from the stand area to, to find the horse places and, and some are the, the plowing fields and sometimes they'd be in two different ends and you could you could head to the wrong direction. Whereas uh, I think it's much more compact this year and uh, a very level site. And hopefully um, uh, the weather is looking fairly good for us. It seems fairly good and hopefully everything will go well. Any particular tips, uh, Richard, for people going to the ploughing? Obey the shoes and obey the guards, I suppose. Uh, uh, and I suppose the gates opening at 8 o'clock, I suppose, uh, occasions. We have people coming at half past seven and uh, the people on the stands aren't, aren't, uh, haven't their stands occupied and they don't like people getting on to the site when their stands aren't supervised. I suppose another plough member there I skipped to, to would be uh, Kieran Coakley would be ploughing in the Five Nations Championships. That, that's always held in conjunction with the All-Ireland. Uh, it involves um, it's being held at, at the Irish one on this occasion. 
it involves the Five Nations, uh, England, Scotland, Wales, Northern Ireland, Ireland. and um, Kieran Corkley of Conquest is representing the Republic of Ireland in that event at the All-Ireland. Thank you very much indeed for that roundup, Mr Richard White, PRO for the Cork West Ploughing Association. Thank you, Richard, very much. Yeah, thank you. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Botox Cosmetic, out botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Mr. Philip Cotter, PRO for the Cork East Ploughing Association. Philip, welcome to the programme. You have results, I understand, from the recent Immokilly match. John, thank you for welcoming us back again after another year. We had a very successful match in um, Carrick Tool last Sunday for the Mogili or Immokilly ploughing. And uh, these are the results from there. First, Sino Open. First, Michael Linehan. Second, Team Johan and Todd Morris Walsh. The senior reversible, first Jim Cotter, and second Perry Harrington. The under-21 won compressor there, Billy Foley. The three for a match, uh, first James Pinder, second Jim Barris, and Todd Killian Tate. Mokra, first Willem Mulcahy, second Stephen O'Connor. Vintage Novice, local. Uh, match of a local event. First, Gordon O'Mahony, second, Seamus Hennessy, and third, John Sheehan. The vintage two for a mounted, first, Phelan Cutter, second, Tom Bozang, and third, Henry McGrath. The vintage trailer, one comparison there, Andrew Smith, and the vintage single for a, one comparison there, Trevor Fleming. So that's uh, the results from Emma. Immokili last Sunday, and we had a very successful match in a superb size on the lands of the O'Connor family by their kind permission in Ballyvodok. So um, it was the first match of the qualifying season for 2020, and uh, we, we, we had a reasonable turnout, I suppose, to find whether just people had to stay at home and do with straw bailing or whatever. And uh, it just took a small bit from the match. But other than that, it was very successful in a superb size. And everybody had a, a good day, I think, and good plowing. So that's the Immokilly plowing. And from next Tuesday, 
We're starting national finals in Ballantrain in Carlo. And I, on behalf of, of uh, my own behalf and on behalf of Cork East and the uh, Vintage Clown Society, I would like to um, offer our best look to all the competitors taking part. And I'd be up there, of course, and hope to meet them all up there. But we just, uh, at the minute, I think the weather is actually forecast is fairly good for the couple of days. So that make it even a better competition and hopefully we'll all enjoy it and, and have some good results coming back. Our um, county secretary and our, our national director, Dave Mulcahy, will probably be on too as well and he'll be talking about the national finals. But I just, on behalf of Cartiers and, and the Vintage Town, wish everybody success in their um, adventure next Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday. Hopefully we'll all, we'll all uh, have a good time and, and the weather will be in our favour. Thank you, Philip, very much indeed. Thanks very much, John. Ms. Deirdre O'Shea, Executive Director of AgriAware. First of all, Deirdre, welcome to the programme. John, AgriAware is the independent educational body for the agri-food sector here in Ireland. So our remit really is to educate particularly the non-farming community about all things farming and agriculture. So we often use the, the tagline, bridging the gap between producers and consumers. So we're really trying to get into that uh, general public space and particularly as I said the, the non-farming community and ensure that they are educated and have the correct information about what farmers are doing and how the food that they eat each and every day arrives at their at their tables. You're teaming up with IWFPG and you have one or two very interesting statistics of how you're at least trying to reduce the harmful impact of plastics waste and residual plastics, microplastics on the environment. Yes, that's correct, John. So at the Ploughing Championships this year, uh, which, as, as I'm sure your listeners are aware, is taking place on the 17th to the 19th of September in County Carlow, we are joining up with the Beacon Research Centre, which is a Science Foundation Ireland Research Centre, and the Irish Farm Plastics Group. Um, so really our exhibit this year centres around the whole bioeconomy and particularly focusing in on, as you mentioned, plastics. And the, the Irish Farm Plastics Group are, I suppose, very cognizant of, of this space in terms of reusing and recycling farm plastics. And they have bring centres all around the country where farmers can bring the farm plastics materials in, to ensure that it is recycled. Um, and the Beacon Research Centre then are looking at the, the bigger bioeconomy space, but some interesting research, they're, they're working with some of the, the national co-ops in, in Ireland, the dairy co-ops, where they're looking at uh, the, I suppose, what may have previously been considered the waste uh, product from a dairy um, system, if you like, but that we can actually use some of this now to uh, produce a plastic, which is a biodegradable plastic. So really, we're really trying to hone in on Agriculture as an industry has huge potential in the whole climate change debate and becoming more sustainable. And we, we are taking steps to get there and there's further steps that we need to take. But we're really trying to hone in on, through our exhibit at the ploughing, with our partners, what farmers are doing and what potential is out there to further ensure that we're farming as sustainably as we possibly can. Could you say a word or two about the Red Shed, AgriWare's Red Shed? People may remember this from uh, last year and other years, but a word or two about AgriWare's Red Shed and uh, what stand and what part of the ploughing field will your stand be located in, the AgriWare stand? 
Yes, so our red shed, some some people may be familiar with the red shed, which is featured at uh, the ploughing for the last number of years and bloom, Borbea's bloom in the Phoenix Park as well. Um, so we're, we are located on row 17, which is in block two, and we're stand number 382. So we're right across from the National Ploughing Association headquarters and beside FBD Insurance. So you can't miss the big red shed um, and that's where our exhibit. So we have lots of activity happening there over three days for, for everybody, whether, whether you're from a farming community or non-farming background. There'll be something there of interest. We have panel discussions and we'd like people, uh, visitors on the day to get involved in the debate and the discussion around um, the bioeconomy and around plastics and recycling. Um, and we'll also have interactive experiences and experiments with the Beacon Research Centre as well. So really lots of activity and lots of, of, of activity for, for younger age group as well, because we do a lot of work in AgriWare, particularly with the primary and secondary schools, because we feel that's an area where people are starting to form opinions. They're starting, and, and, and that's evidence now more than ever with the whole climate change movement. So we really would encourage the younger audience, any school groups that are attending to Plough and to come and visit visit us, talk to us and I suppose equip them with knowledge about agriculture, farming and, and what's happening in that industry. In your advanced briefing material you pose the question, do people know that bioplastics can be generated from milk? Yes, and as I, I touched on earlier, some of the, the, the co-ops are working with the Beacon Research Centre um, in UCD where they're looking at the, the byproducts of milk uh, to produce plastic from that. So really exciting research, cutting-edge research that's happening uh, that people you know, may not be overly familiar with. So we would be more than happy for people to visit us in our, in our big red shed and uh, we can look at live experiments as to how this uh, is, is possible and how it's happening and, uh, and provide information about um, the whole bioplastics and, and the bioeconomy. We're at Block 2, Row 17, Stand 382. And keep an eye out for the, the big red shed, AgriAware's big red shed. Thank you very much indeed, Miss Deirdre O'Shea, AgriAware. Thank you very much, Deirdre. Thank you, John. A reminder for farmers that the first of the Ardudu Hallow to Hallow Farming for Blue Dot Catchments Environment Project first public meeting takes place on Monday 16th of September at Mealing Community Centre starting 7pm. And that's our programme for this morning. I'm John O'Connor. Thanks to John Foot on Controls and to you, the listener, for tuning in. Have an enjoyable weekend. Next Agri-Update on this coming Wednesday evening between 10pm and 11, directly after the 10 o'clock news. Thanks for listening. Dairy Gold Agri-Business for quality feed, expert service and support you can trust. 